I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Hello there. Hello, and welcome to Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast for Joy Clicks. My name's Mike Connors, and as always, I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Christian Buckley. How are you, my man? Doing all right, Mike. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Uh, great Monday morning here. Mm-hmm. I feel like actually pretty energized, which is which is something that I don't normally feel on a Monday morning. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. It's funny. I set an alarm for 7.50. For some reason, I naturally woke up at 6.50, and then I went okay. to sleep again, obviously, as you would, and I think I might have slept through that 7.50 alarm, and I woke up at like 8.30. It was a weird morning, but <laughs> I have a coffee. I'm ready to talk Star Wars. I'm excited. Feeling good. Well, it's like your body probably just needed some more sleep, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so you just had to let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was going to say, like, I forget, are you my Buryaga or my Chewy? I, I think I'm your Chewy, right? And you're my Buryaga. I, I know I'm not your Chundar. I know, I know we true. settled on that, but I forget. I fair, fully forget. Fair. I well, think you wanted think... to be Buryaga because I thought you thought Burry was cooler. Yeah. Did you know they came out with like a uh, – this is just like a random aside, but like they've been doing character videos for like a lot of the High Republic characters and they just came out with one for him. That's which awesome. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I knew yeah. they were doing, like, the High Republic show, like, you know, as, like, a, a a sister show to the Star Wars show, but just about the High Republic, yeah. but I didn't know they were doing character profiles. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's cool. I haven't watched any of them, but I feel like they would be interesting to watch, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we should just get this get this uh, show, show kicked off. Uh, we don't have much news today, but we have another bracket coming at you Hell uh, yeah. today. Today we're going to be ranking the Star Wars Jedi. Uh, so, in we're just going to be we're going to be going through the bracket just like we did last week with the Star Wars video games. We're going to see who is the most powerful, greatest Jedi. Um, so, I'm excited for that. But first, I think we should do what we always do, which is from the Jedi Archives, a segment in which both Christian and I choose an article from Wikipedia and we bring it to an episode of Jedi Knights and share it to one another and teach each other about a certain part of star wars from a very technical canon point of view so christian why don't you go first what'd you choose today today mike i chose a game i chose a game of the star wars universe not a Mm -hmm. game that we play well a game we do play but a game within the universe of star wars if that makes sense okay sure uh how i called it pazak but again, <laughs> how every character in the game refers to it differently as Pazic. Um, <laughs> it's like how they also pronounce Kashik. <laughs> yeah, with three Y. Is was that a weird? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Pazic was an ancient game of chance in which players drew cards and tried to achieve a total as close to twenty as possible without going over. Players could alter the result of the draw by playing special cards from a side deck. Pazic was notably played at the Kanto Casino and Racetrack, Cantonica, where players could either create a side deck at the casino's specialty store or use their own after approval by the staff. Pazic was also played at the Alcazar Cantina on the planet Akiva and in Maz Kanata's castle on Takadana. Interesting. I wonder if there's like a scene in Force Awakens of people playing... Uh... I, this game i bet there now that you say that i'm pretty sure like when we cut to one of the spies maybe the, uh, the spy for the resistance they might be playing Jazik. 
So this is a this is a game that was featured in Knights of the Old Republic. Right? It is. That is how I was introduced to it. Um, ooh, we have a list of appearances actually. Oh, interesting. So it, I think it originated in Knights of the Old Republic. I think. I believe so. The, uh, Kotor is the first experience I've seen of Pazic, but Pazic was appeared in uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. Was mentioned only appears in flashbacks. Aftermath mm -hmm. first mentioned. Oh wait, no, maybe in canon. Um, Star Wars Uprising, Star Wars Squadrons, mention, mention, Aftermath, was appearance in Life Debt, Victory's Price, the other Aftermath, Phasma, uh, a Canto Bite thing, Interesting. and Star Wars Last Jedi Expanded Edition. So. Very interesting. Uh, I, I actually liked this minigame in, in KOTOR because you had to like go around and collect the cards, didn't you? yeah so that was an optional thing to do um and in my play i did one night i played pazak for like half an hour and i yeah. i went bankrupt and I, I said never again it's just it's just blackjack but you can like put like an uno card down to like twist the fate yeah. that's really it but it's fun yeah no it's it's exactly like blackjack but i can't believe you lost all your money on the at the terrace pazak tables yeah yeah so but gambled what, it all away christian yeah what did you pick this week uh, this week I picked the seismic charge. Mm. Um, I, I don't think I don't think we picked this before. I may be wrong though. Uh, but they're according to Wikipedia, devastating weapons that drew sound in from their immediate vicinity and exploded in concussive waves of brilliant blue light, shattering everything in their wake. Of course, Jango Fett used these uh, against Obi Wan Kenobi. He had them stashed away in the Slade One during their dogfight near Geonosis, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it was it was featured in season two of Mandalorian, I believe episode, what, six or something? Probably. Um, yeah, the one with Bill Burr. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that was a really cool thing. I remember seeing that and, like, being amazed for a second time. I remember being a kid watching Attack of the Clones and being amazed at this because it was just such a cool sound that they emitted. Mm -hmm. Um and seeing them in the Mandalorian was just big hype. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is featured on the page, but this is my favorite thing about the Seismic Charge is that um, Attack of the Clones, I think, won an Academy Award for sound mixing or sound editing. So my headcanon is it won the award specifically for the Seismic Charge. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I, I honestly, like, it is really really unique and yeah. like very i don't know it, it, like it just like rocks you to your bones mm -hmm. in a way that like a lot of things haven't in I, before so i really appreciate the cut to silence for a second before it happened before it goes off you know it's kind of it reminds me of the yeah. holdo thing like it goes silent and then it happens and you're like but the holdo thing is more of the visual equivalent to this you know it's like it's it's very yeah. much i view them in the same light i think yeah, the the holdo. What do they call it? Like the hold, holdo maneuver or yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that is, and the seismic charge are very similar for sure. But mm -hmm. the seismic charge always has a place in my heart. Absolutely. So yeah, I think we should just move on to the news for today. Like I said, it was a pretty light news week, um, but we do have like one interesting rumor. I think that we'll get to at the end of our news segment today. Uh, but the first one that I picked up was that Indira Varma who uh, played Ilaria Sand on Game of Thrones, is joining the cast of the Obi-Wan show. So this is something that Deadline has reported. Um, we are not sure of her role exactly, um, 
but obviously this uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi show is going to take place about 10 years after Revenge of the Sith and um, is going to show what Obi-Wan is doing on Tatooine. So interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of this. I think she's a good actress for sure. Um, but she's, she's got like a, a mist, like a mystery quality to, to her mm-hmm. in a way. So I don't know if you've watched Game of Thrones. I watched two seasons and then the finale. Um, I don't think I ever got to her character because I did not get to Pedro Pascal's character either. Um, and I see a picture of the two of them together right now from that show. Yeah, she played she played Pedro Pascal's like wife. Okay, so I did see Mike on Twitter. There were some people that were speculating that perhaps she may be playing in a flashback or something, Duchess Satine. Oh, interesting. Yes. That's kind of interesting, actually. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at pictures of her. Like, I can see it. I think I could definitely see it. Like, she's like, she has similar features, I think. Like, facial structure. Like, I could see her place. Like, in Game of Thrones, I'm assuming she can pull off, like, a British accent or something, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is actually very interesting. I didn't put two and two together, but, like, yeah, you got to think that Obi-Wan Kenobi, while he was you know chilling on Tatooine for a while he was definitely like grieving the loss of Duchess Satine and like his unrequited like love with her and Mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah because you know you and I speculated that the Obi-Wan show what we want it to be is very introspective you know character study and that's going to involve a lot of like dealing with his trauma and grief over the past 30 years of being in this order right so like maybe yeah, that would be really interesting. I mm-hmm. mean, it's also possible that, you know, she she's just playing like a brand new character, somebody that we've never seen before. Um, I know, I mean, it, we're not really sure exactly like where this show's going to take Obi-Wan, um, but, you know, it, she could be sort of like a companion character to him in a way if they go on some sort of like adventure. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but the Duchess Satine thing, I think would make a lot of sense. I'm looking at a picture of her as well and I can see it work mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I think it's possible. Yeah, well, it's just an interesting sort of tidbit. Uh, I think we've we've sort of like we've talked about the up, ups and downs of the production of the Obi Wan series, but is this currently filming right now? I, I'm like I, I have a hard time keeping track sometimes. Honestly. I believe so. Like I think they were doing some. Remember there was like that rumor people fa- saw like the set being built in January or something. Um, so like I could see. I I think by now it's probably shooting. I think by now, you know, because there's been all those pictures also of uh, Ewan McGregor getting, like, ripped for the show, like, doing lots of workouts. He's been posting all these pictures of him with, like, shredded arms. So, like... Has he? Yeah. Look look up uh, Ewan McGregor workout or something. I'm sure you'll see it as one of the first things, but... I'll see it. Dude, that would be really cool. I just want, like, a grizzled, like, desert grizzled Obi-Wan who's just, like, absolutely ripped. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be, be super cool. Yeah, he can't he can't rely on the Force anymore, so he has to rely on his body. <laughs> yeah, he's got to rely on his, uh, on his pecs. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, interesting. So, that's cool. Uh, obviously, you and I are both super hyped for this show, mm-hmm. whenever it will come out. Uh, take your time just make it good um so moving on to our next piece of news this is just something that i saw we don't really have to spend that much time on it but it's interesting that the rise of skywalker is still being nominated for awards because they were nominated for 12 saturn awards i'm not really not really uh familiar with the saturn award i don't know if you are christian 
Um, um I don't follow a ton of award shows outside of the the big ones. Um, Saturn Awards, I know, I definitely recognize the name. Um, the Saturn Awards yeah. are for I think science fiction specifically. Yeah, I think it says the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. Um, okay. So yeah, maybe I don't know how often they meet. I don't know if the Saturn Awards is a yearly ceremony, but like maybe they had to skip last year because of COVID. But um Yeah, it does say it does say that the eligibility period was from July nineteenth, twenty nineteen to November fifteenth, twenty twenty. So okay. that's a pretty long time. Yeah. Um, probably extended from COVID. But um yeah, I you know, it makes sense. There's only a handful of huge projects like this that fill those categories every year you know um yeah I for doubt, sure i mean i, I was gonna, i was gonna throw out there i don't like i doubt a ton of the marvel movies would meet eligibility depending on how strict they are with their rules like maybe like a thor or a guardians could fill that void but um yeah it makes sense if mm. this is a star wars project it hits it gets some noms right yeah, I guess so. I mean, I uh, just to, some highlights. Daisy Ridley was nominated for Best Actress. Um, Adam Driver and Ian McDermott <laughs> were nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Best Director for J.J., Best Screenplay, Best Editing. Uh, you get the drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. Um, also, The Mandalorian and I believe The Clone Wars um, also picked up some nominations for the mm-hmm. Saturn Awards. So, Expected. good on them. Yeah. <laughs> congrats i was just i was just uh confused to see that 2021 we're still talking about the rise of skywalker uh, but here we are like go on twitter <laughs> yeah well i, no, I mean like no i, mean, I know like you know real academies awards like i thought we had to move past it by now we'll, yeah. we'll never get we'll never stop talking about the rise of skywalker <laughs> oh we will not so, never uh so moving on uh like i said light news week i saw this Actually, I'm going to get to something less cool first. Uh, I just wanted to shout out that Victory's Price, which is the third Alphabet Squadron book, was released recently, as was an excerpt for Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good, which is the second book in the trilogy that takes place while Thrawn was in the Chiss Ascendancy, which takes place like way before the other books. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. Um, but I just wanted to shout that out. Thanks. You uh, Were you reading that tr- Thrawn Ascendancy so I was reading the Thrawn trilogy, like the first new canon Thrawn trilogies. Uh, so like Thrawn and then Thrawn Alliances and I think Thrawn Treason. Mm-hmm. But I never read Thrawn Treason. I still have to read that one. Um, the first two were really good. Gotcha. I remember I liked Thrawn Alliances a lot more though. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still... But the Thrawn... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say Thrawn Ascendancy, that trilogy is interesting too because it sort of just like delves more into Thrawn's background and everything. And it, it's still Timothy Zahn writing all of them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he, he has, like, control over that character cool. when it comes to, like, novels and stuff. Very cool. Yep. But I think um, at some point I want to read the rest of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so thought it would be interesting to just shout that out here. Yeah. So uh, I want to move on to this because I saw this on Twitter. I thought it was really cool. Um, some fan took the episode nine screenplay written by colin T- uh tavaro i don't even know how to say his name trevaro <laughs> i believe the trevaro written by colin trevaro and is creating it into a seven-part web comic series uh called duel of the face which was the name colin trevaro gave episode nine mm-hmm. um so i just thought this was really cool 
Uh, the person who did it, I forget their name. Uh, let me just look it up really quick here. Uh, looks like and, Andrew Weingartner. Andrew Weingartner, yeah. He he did that, and he's releasing it. I don't know when he's releasing it, but he put on Twitter the cover for one of the uh, one of the issues, and also a few panels, and it just looks really interesting. Um, what do you think about this, Christian? Yeah, I think this is interesting. Um, it kind of reminds me of the old EU in a way. That's just the mm -hmm. energy I get from this. Um, and obviously, I think both of us had and a lot of the internet had some things that they liked about you know what was released uh, officially unofficially about the trevorrow cut or script i should say um so yeah adapting this in a visual medium i think is cool because i know um i think the way i absorbed the trevorrow thing was i think around the time it leaked i think jenny nicholson did an entire script read through so i just threw that on one day i was oh, like yeah. listening to like her do the read of the script and it did sound cool right like it sounded like there were some things that would be worth exploring there um so i i think the art looks cool it's a cool thing that this fan's doing i hope it doesn't get taken down um yeah you know? for sure but i if, mean if they're not selling it, it they probably won't take it down yeah, so it says it says on the Force.net story uh, here that I have pulled up that the first five or sorry, the first six issues of the seven issue series that this person is creating are online for free. Oh, wow. right now, cool. So yeah, you could read it if you want. Um, we should do a read through once he does yeah. all seven of them. Mm -hmm. uh, talk and talk about it. That'd be cool. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. Because there were some cool things. Like I'm seeing on the cover of I think it looks like issue three. Um, it's like split between Ray and Kylo, and on Kylo's side, it has like the um, the spider thing that he was supposed to see in the lake on Mustafar at the beginning of the movie. Remember, like yeah, all that weird yeah. stuff. Like I, it's cool seeing that stuff get translated. For sure, I, I just also think the art style is pretty interesting too. It's not very, it's not like traditional comic style. Mm -hmm. um, because he shared like you know two two pages from it with a few panels. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just it's just really cool. Like I just love I just love the dedication of like the fan creation that goes into this because um, I know a lot of people you know enjoyed the story beats that Colin Trevorrow made and his script and everything. So it's kind of cool to see it get its own um, visual medium. You know. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I like as cool as some of those ideas were, and as awesome as it seemed, it finished uh, Finn's arc and did stuff like that. But. Um... It will never get a visual screen yeah. adaptation. Um, so this is the next best nope. thing. Uh, yep, yeah, it's the next best thing for sure. I, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day, uh, out of nowhere, Disney will say we're gonna reboot <laughs> the sequel trilogy and we're gonna actually adapt Duel of the Fates for the screen um, one more time. So hopefully that will happen, Christian. We'll see. So moving on to rumors in the force, this is something that I saw. It kind of picked up a bit of uh, traction. I don't know. Did you did you hear about this, Christian? Um, I heard a rumor that Ewan McGregor is uh, possibly joining the cast of the Cassian Andor TV show. Um, huge news, mm -hmm. if true. Big if true. Did you hear about this? I did. And you know what I thought of immediately, Mike? What? This is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Jedi Temple has fallen. <laughs> like, it's just going to be the holocron. <laughs> I guarantee you it'll be a live-action version of his message. 
Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be like a super small cameo if it's even true. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't expect him to show up like... Uh, uh, who was a side... I don't expect him to be like Ag- Agatha in WandaVision, right? Like, it's just some guy. Oh, right. You know? It's gonna be somebody <laughs> who's there. He's gonna be like... He's gonna have a cameo, you know? It's gonna... It's He's not gonna be a returning character. I don't... I will be shocked if he's at, like, a war table <laughs> for this show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely shocked. That would be... I feel like that's... Like, I don't, I don't want to see that. Like, I, I really don't want to see... Like, this may be, like, a controversial opinion, but I don't really think it is. Like, I... I'm fine with just seeing the Obi-Wan TV show. And then I like literally never want to see that character on screen again. That was my gut feeling as well, Mike. I'm with you. Like, obviously I love you and as Obi-Wan, I will, I will take anything as as, anything you can do to reason him playing Obi-Wan more. I will take that. But yeah, I like, again, it's a rumor. We don't know the full picture. I'm assuming it's just a cameo like this. We, we don't know how it's being worked into Andor. Presumably Andor is taking place, like, what, how many years after yeah. Revenge of the Sith? Like, I, I don't know how likely it is <laughs> to reason it, but, um, yeah, keep it for the show, keep it for whatever, but this will most likely be the Holocron. I bet you that's what they're doing. I, I also think that it's, it's good to note that the first outlet to to report on this was the illuminerdy.com mm-hmm. uh they they said it was an exclusive report uh with like i read the article with like no sourcing whatsoever um so i don't know if you trust the illuminerdy.com i certainly don't so it's uh, funny you say that i don't know who the author is but i know last week um the illuminerdy also broke uh from at, it was an exclusive, and I've been given reason to believe uh, the author of that article that the MCU is rebooting the X-Men under the title of The Mutants. So that was mm. within the last month as well, like within the last week, really. Um, so maybe yeah. they just got two really good tips back to back. I mean, maybe, but like I was reading it, and it just like doesn't say like where they like where <laughs> where they got this information from. Right, like right, usually, right. usually they'd be like, oh, like you know like an ins- like i don't know like an inside source at lucasfilm right like something like that yes but yeah i see nothing like that so mm. you know who knows uh <laughs> we'll see we'll have to see uh you know like i said i'm not really sure if i'm super hot on obi-wan kenobi sort of returning in any major capacity um outside of the tv show that's just me like but you know if it happened it has to be you and can't be anybody else yes I, like I've t- I said on the show, I'll take it in the show. I'll take it in the New Hope reboot with all the young actors. Wait, wait, you want a you want you want a New Hope reboot? <laughs> no, I think honestly, I, I said this before, and I think you have the same reaction. We have essentially, you know, we have de-aged Mark Hamill, but just throw Sebastian Stan in a wig, and like by the time this would happen, Millie Bobby Brown would probably be the age of Carrie Fisher when she shot this movie. Okay, we have. <laughs> prequel equivalents for that entire cast i feel yeah. like it could be a fun thing to do maybe you know we got maybe. we got a young han we have an easy access to a young leia and a young luke we have you in you know i'm not saying it replaces it but it's like hey you know what you know we need to make a couple billion people would see this they love you the outraged people would see it like 
it's inoffensive. I mean, I would, it's a fun time, you know. I would I would definitely go see it. And honestly, I feel like if that happened, I would kind of be hyped for it to be to be honest. Like, if if they remade A New Hope with like modern technology and stuff, that would be mind blowing. Yeah, I'm not saying like it erases the old one from canon. It doesn't replace no. it or anything. It's like, oh no, it's just a fun thing we did. We had all these people. It's like you might as well, maybe for like yeah. the 50th anniversary or something of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I I think I think honestly, and maybe we could talk about this on another episode yeah. as like a discussion. But like, I think that you know Star Wars is going to be around for uh, forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just made a lasting impact on culture. That at some point they're going to have to reboot the franchise, um, and they're going to have to they're going to have to remake A New Hope, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well maybe we could talk about that on a future episode, Christian. Sure uh but yeah i mean if you have anything i don't know if you have anything else to say about that christian or anything else news related that you want to dive into otherwise we can go right into the bracket no like you said light news week um i'm seeing still more hype for the bad batch hell yeah can't wait for that um yeah yeah but really that's that's been it not much yeah oh, oh yeah the bad batch thing we got like a we got we, we know what fennec shan looks like in that yep. show now looks like me and that one yep (laughs) no like her head does look a little blocky though well yeah it's it's translated into that that clone wars style right like i would say that yeah uh clone wars obi-wan looks like ewan you know but in that style Mm. right yeah for sure i mean it's it is what it is i I think it looks great honestly Um, i'm excited for it so let's let's do the main event here this is uh this is something fun that we're trying to do here on jedi knights for the month of march uh sort of like a march madness month for us here uh we're gonna be doing i think a different bracket every week right christian that's what we came up with all much Uh, because we had a really fun time doing the uh video game one for sure and um, we wanted to just sort of uh see what else we could do with the brackets we think it's a fun way to talk about star wars and everything like that so this week we're going to be talking about the top jedi so uh Really, Christian and I came up with a list of 16 Jedi uh, just off the top of our heads from uh, books, from movies, from video games, from TV shows, uh, really all across. All We really ran the gamut of all of the Star Wars media and picked out what we thought were the top 16 Jedi, uh, and we're putting them in a bracket. So we sort of seeded them by what we thought were power rankings before, but like they're they're not super... It, it's not a scientific poll let's just put it yeah that way. <laughs> there, there's no jedi power rankings on the old wikipedia to immediately you know reference yeah so uh i don't know how how we should do this should we just say what all 16 contenders are real quick and then just go through each matchup sure all right so we got yoda anakin skywalker mace windu obi-wan kenobi ahsoka tano qui-gon jinn luke skywalker ray Cal Kestis, Ezra Bridger, Kanan Jarrus, Plo Koon, Shock T, Jocasta New, Kiati Mundi, and, and Avar Chris. Um, so I thought that was a pretty solid list. Yeah. I agree. Sweet. All right. So let's. Are you going to say something? No, I was going to say let's dive in. First matchup. First seed is Yoda. 16th seed, Avar Chris. It's a tough one. Yes. So. <laughs> immediately my mind goes to like obviously it's yoda yoda's number one seed for a reason right for and sure avar chris 
underdog, you know, uh, rookie of the year, perhaps. But if you look at what she did, I do think it's impressive what she did, you know, in Land of the Jedi. And I think that power, similar to, you compared it to uh, Bastila's, you know, uh, battle meditation. Mm-hmm. Very practical, you know, like the from my experience in Kotor, that's a valuable commodity. A lot of people wanted that. Yeah. Not many people are chasing after Yoda, you know. That that's true, you know. Uh, Yoda Yoda's in the Yoda's in in this time period as well. And and what is he doing? He's just like you know chilling on a he's chilling on Scarif. He's like on a beach somewhere, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. Where is he? Uh, <laughs> Avar Chris is just battle meditation all all up in Hetzal Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Yoda's just just hanging out, sipping sipping some some martinis or something somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I but I think overall though, Yoda is just like a legendary being. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's like they they call him like the Grand Ma- Like isn't he like a Grand Master like or something like that? I think uh, in the prequels it goes like they don't say it out loud, but I think he is. I think. Yeah, I think he's like he's like top dog of the Jedi Order, which makes sense. When you're 800 years old, you got to be pretty nice with the Force mm-hmm. if you're a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, though, is like, what have we seen Yoda do? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In in the prequels and you know and the seek uh, the original trilogy, he what he just like lifts lifts the next wing out of the swamp. Yeah, he, Mike, you know who else can do that. stuff like that? Like like a human if they're seeing their child in danger can lift a van right like a big deal yoda all right <laughs> you know like what has he done true, really true. what has he done he pushed a force lightning back at the emperor like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah right he can he can hold the force lightning in his hands that's what he can do christian um yeah, and also and- he can he can jump really high though he's really small yeah <laughs> and like no disrespect to yoda i'm just saying when you look at this matchup i think it's a much more difficult question because avar chris did some st- she saved a galaxy or not a galaxy but a star system she saved an entire star system and you know i have to say like they're just like yeah all right so so yoda does become a force ghost which we know is a very hard sort of process to do it takes a lot mm-hmm. of training right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so there's that right that that is a display of some serious force power um but other than that other than just being wise and sort of like complete also he was just completely blind mm-hmm. to everything that was going on um yeah i was going to bring that up next dude like he whatever like old fashioned notion he was hanging on to or whatever like he allowed the jedi order to fail and fall you know maybe mace windu was the one that was in his ear the whole time but yeah yoda like he i don't know man i think if you're just evaluating it on canon appearances i haven't read every star wars comic i don't know what yoda did on tuesday 47 bby right like maybe he, maybe he lifted a star destroyer out of the atmosphere like i don't know but i i do think if we're evaluating because i think you have to look at this too like how much content we have with yoda the things he's done we have one book with avar chris so far and Mm -hmm. she saved a star system right like i feel like if it's like pound for pound i feel like i might lean to avar chris i'm sorry i I mean you you do you do have a very strong argument chris christian because like what we see of yoda you know he we know that like they tell us right he's like 
a lot of talk, a lot of talk, but not a lot of showing. Um, and you know what? Uh, pound for pound, like you said, Avar Chris saved the Hetzal system. So I think this is the first upset and a major one at this. The 16 seed upsetting the number one seed. Avar Chris, I think, takes it over Yoda. I th- I don't see how you can say anything else, Mike. I really don't. <laughs> like, I but know that's... it's Yoda, right? Like, I know. But really, it's a lot of talk. It's a lot of talk. Some The it's... the MVP has to be upset by the rookie at some... You know, like, Shaq was replaced at one point. He was, you know? <laughs> Sha- Shaq was replaced at one point, yeah. So... Um... Awesome. So, so yeah, let's move on. So that that's a huge upset, actually. Yeah, that's huge. It's <laughs> like a crazy upset. Um, but hold on, let me. See. I actually just accidentally exited out of the out of the tournament here. All right. So the next the next matchup that we have going on is the number eight seed Ray going up against the number nine seed Cal Kestis, and I actually think this is a pretty solid matchup. I um, agree. I Here's think... the thing. Go ahead. Oh, no, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I view them very similarly, so it's funny that they're at the 8 and 9 seed. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, I think I think Rey, we, we have three movies to watch her, mm-hmm. you know, uh, grow as a Jedi. Um, I guess, like, is she a Jedi? Yeah, she's definitely a Jedi. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so, we, see, we get to see her grow as a Jedi, and, you know, she's pretty powerful. She does some pretty crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um she is, you know, the blood granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine, who is also a pretty powerful Force user. So um, we know that that, like, you know, for some reason, genetics plays a role in the Force, right? So uh, she definitely is powerful. However, Cal Kestis, maybe not powerful at the beginning of the video game, slowly regains his Force abilities. And I would say, you know, he goes up against Darth Vader head to head and 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 survives, which is like pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that that's some that's some stuff right there. Um, I think. I don't Cal, know what you think about this. I I think with Cal, while he does sur- like hold his own for a bit against Vader, he also has a lot of help. Remember, um, because I believe um, mm-hmm. the second sister, like either she doesn't attack Vader, but like he's preoccupied with her seer charges at vader uh you know really disorients him and i yeah. believe it's seer's the one who cr- like crushes the tunnel at the end right that's like her big moment wasn't that what happened yeah yeah but i mean you know i mean i, I don't know but like he, he is able to escape darth vader and we know darth vader is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the, he's like the apex predator at that point sure. um and if you do want to like uh, bring in you know genetics to it for Ray's benefit at least. I think you could also have to look at on the same page. She held her own against Kylo Ren multiple times. Um, oh yeah. Slight difference in that Kylo was never trying to kill her, but at the same mm-hmm. like again, if you're trying to compare that scenario, because I can see why you would. Um, Cal did a lot of running. You know, like I I know it's Vader could use the Force or whatever, but uh, you know it's. The confines of making a story with video games but yeah for sure i i do think it's also something worth bringing up that cal's unique thing is forced visions right and i believe mm-hmm. in one of the art books it was confirmed that that's what happened to ray when she picked up the saber like she saw its history i think that was yeah. the same thing um interesting so 
I like Cal, but I think, again, if we're looking at this from, you know, just of what their their career has been, I, I do think it's Ray, you know. I, I would have to agree with that. Um, you know, she, she did go up against, she did beat Kylo Ren at a uh, lightsaber duel without any training, yeah. um, which is like pretty impressive given the fact that Kylo Ren was like, you know, full-fledged force user at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, also defeated the Emperor for a second time, which yep. is, you know, pretty top tier, I'd have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say Cal Kestis, though he is like, I would say a pretty powerful force user, um, you know, when, when he understands his full capabilities and everything like that. But Ray pound for pound, I think, takes it over him for sure. Absolutely. All right, so we got Ray winning that one. Uh, but next up, we have the number four seed, Obi-Wan Kenobi, versus the number 13 seed, Shakti. <laughs> so, you know, I had to put some, you know, I had to put some prequel, pre- prequel Jedi in here. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is, this is the, this is not the first appearance of like a tertiary prequel character mm-hmm. going to show up in this, in this bracket. But so this is an interesting matchup. And I think it's, to me, I think it's just pretty obvious who who who's gonna win this one. Yeah, like obviously I have a Kenobi bias, but yeah, didn't Shakti die twice and <laughs> they like couldn't figure out which way mm-hmm. to kill her? Like, I I know she's very yeah. powerful. I know she's very powerful, and she obviously was influential in the Clone Wars because she oversaw the, you know, the growth and development and training of the clones. Nothing to sneeze at, right. but it's Obi Wan Kenobi. I gotta give it to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like when you put them up head to head, it's mm-hmm. really no no content. Obi Wan Kenobi, just through what we've seen, is a way more powerful Force user. Mm-hmm. Um, Shakti, you know, no slight to her, she she definitely is powerful in her own ways, um, but nothing to sneeze at when it comes to Obi Wan Kenobi for sure. Mm-hmm. So the next matchup, number five, Ahsoka Tano, versus number twelve, Plo Koon. This is this is like a match made in uh, in hell, honestly, because <laughs> I think Plo Koon wasn't he the one who found Ahsoka like when yeah. she was a when she was a youngin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and like, um, no, I, I don't think this is canon anymore. I think this was a Legends thing, but Plo Koon is able to like wield the weather in a way, so he can basically <laughs> use Force Lightning, but as a good guy. You know, it's not the same source Ooh. he's tapping into, but uh, again, not canon, I don't think. But I love Plo Koon. He's like my favorite, you yeah. know, second second tier character in Star Wars. Clone Wars gives him a huge bump. He's obviously very powerful, but at the same time, like it's Ahsoka. Same way with Obi Wan, I got an Ahsoka bias, even though, like, literally, Plo Koon, if he was against any other person, I would be saying it's over, Mike. Plo Koon has this, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let me just play devil's advocate for a second. Like, how powerful with the Force is Ahsoka, really? Like, or is she just, has she just been elevated because, like, of her status as, you know, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan? Like she's definitely an extremely like she's very she's very good with the force like she definitely knows how to use it but like I think we've seen more powerful Jedi for sure I think that's part of her character you know I feel like that's part of like who she is she's not like necessarily the best at the force but she makes up with it makes up 
in other ways, like her empathy and like other things. Um, I don't know. I just I just don't know how how powerful she really is. Um, though I think I think when it comes to Plo Koon versus Ahsoka, she definitely she definitely takes over him for sure. Yeah, I think again you have to look at strictly canon and look at what they've done, right? Uh, Plo Koon, what he survived in space. Hmm. Um. So has other Jedi. <laughs> yeah, other, what else other, did he do? Other, <laughs> other, Jedi, other Jedi have also survived in space. Uh, he dies on Cato Mundamoidia. Um, yeah, and so. worth reiterating, I fully believe if Plo Koon was not in a starship, if he was rolling up with uh, Mace Windu, <laughs> Palpatine would have been dead. Would have been killed. No Empire. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think it's probably Ahsoka. I think it's Ahsoka. I think it's definitely Ahsoka. Uh, so Ahsoka Tano wins over, uh, you know, her, the person who found her, mm-hmm. Plo Koon. Next up, we have the number two seed, Anakin Skywalker, versus the number 15 seed, Kiari Mundi. Now, Mike, hear me out. <laughs> oh, don't play this game, Chris. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Because... It's Anakin. It's Anakin. <laughs> it's Anakin. Hands down. Sorry, Kiari Mundi. Uh, Though we though we love you and we love your eagerness before you were brutally shot in the back, mm-hmm. um, Anakin Skywalker is obviously more powerful than you. So that's just that. Yeah. Next up, we have the number seven Luke Skywalker versus number ten Ezra Bridger. Um, what do you think about this one, Christian? Um, am I wrong in saying it's another obvious one? Like, is do you yeah. have a case for Ezra? no i really don't i i think as like honestly i really don't like luke skywalker has sort of turned into like a legendary figure in the star wars universe because he is just so powerful in force Mm -hmm. and there is nothing like the end of the last jedi where he literally projects himself throughout through the galaxy to another planet just by the using the force it kills him but you know that's pretty that's pretty insane i don't think we've ever seen something like that before yeah uh, luke skywalker i think hands down this the son of anakin skywalker like come on yeah becomes a legend twice mike remember this like he becomes a legend once because he turned Darth vader comes a legend a second time because he actually earns it you know he does he he lives up to that legend status by you know giving hope to the galaxy once again so yes i think it is luke yeah you know i always liked what ryan johnson said about like he he based luke skywalker's character off of like king arthur mm-hmm. and everything did you did you ever see him talk about that christian i don't think so yeah i guess like king arthur like he's like part of the knights of the round table right mm-hmm. um like after his like adventures and everything like he becomes like an old man and like sort of like takes on like a luke role where he's sort Ooh. of just like yeah it's interesting he like based luke's character in the last jedi like off of off of like that like late stage king arthur (laughs) like very interesting Mm -hmm. that's very cool yeah definitely look that up but for sure i think luke skywalker takes over age ezra bridger uh moving on here i think we have a really interesting matchup mace windu versus joe costanu the librarian of the jedi archives uh mace windu interesting jedi because he does feed off of a lot of uh uh what's it called sith energy right some some dark side powers not sith energy dark side powers Mm -hmm. Um, and that sort of clouds i think 
his status as, as a Jedi, but um, also makes him really powerful. So, yeah, I I think Jocasta knew. I know in the comics, I think he mentioned that one time that she like holds her own against Vader or something, right? Doesn't doesn't that happen at some point, or did I say that? Does it like a no, that, ha- that happens in um, I think the Charles Soul right right so like yeah clearly she can you know defend herself but Mace Windu yeah. isn't he like the guy like he's the warrior of the Jedi Council right like he's the one yeah he's absolutely like the most militant out of all of them for sure mm-hmm. and I think you made an interesting point when we were talking about Yoda earlier about how a lot of what Yoda's beliefs were sort of seemed to be Mace Windows sort of whispering in his ear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think he had a lot of impact on the fall of the Jedi Order. I think in some ways it was his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, he was just the catalyst for, you know, a long time of just corruption. And everything. Right. But when it comes to just like pure power and everything like that, pure force power, mace windu is is extremely powerful um yeah so i i think this is the one honestly i think my decision on this comes down to the way we're evaluating these is it strictly based on power or is it based on like the jedi ordeals i mean ideals mm, sorry um i don't know because like if jocasta knew could like she has she sits on all of the information that the jedi order has that's that is a big deal right mm-hmm. she probably knows most of it off the dome um yeah. she's able to hold her own against vader and i think it's worth looking at okay if she can use her mind and you know linguistics if you will to <laughs> hold her own as well as physical capabilities at least for a bit against a darth vader you know versus yeah maze windu who very strong uh short-sighted <laughs> individual very short-sighted um but a ton of influence i feel like this could go either way for me yeah you know the way that you put it christian if if you if you think about it in the terms of like who was the most jedi their ideals and like who was like the keeper of those ideals i feel like mace windu sort of acted opposite to those in mm-hmm. many ways sure. and joe costa knew literally like kept the tradition alive um and like you said she she did indeed at least hold her own against dark vader of all of all villains um so i think what joe costa knew may lack in raw force power versus mace windu she sort of makes up with like her dedication to the cause you know Mm -hmm. in a way that in a way that mace windu maybe didn't sure like uh, i could see like it's it's tricky because with yoda we're told all these great things he's done but jocasta knew at least in that one comic we have visual evidence right <laughs> you know it's like we can, we oh, can yeah. cite that yoda it's like he fought palpatine and ran away like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i i do think it's <laughs> this i do think might be the trickiest one we've done because it's it's much it's very much what do you prioritize right and yes they both have their issues with hubris you know mace windu thought the jedi were uh impossible to be broken 
Jill Hasanu was like, if it's not in the archives, it doesn't exist. <laughs> like, true, yeah. Um, but I don't like. I will. I will trust your wisdom and judgment on this one. Which one do you think should move on? You know, I always thought Joe Costanu was just an interesting character. Uh, the way that they fleshed her out in Charles Soule's book, I think, gives her a bit more depth. Um, she sort of like tried to salvage as much as she can from the Jedi archives after the purge and hid it away. Luke Skywalker eventually found this. Um, it, this is like all like in the canon and everything. So she was extremely influential for sort of like keeping that tradition alive. And like we mentioned, um, we have an actual reference point to sort of point at in terms of like her physical force power, which is important when it comes to, you know, wielding it. Um, I think, I think overall, this is definitely an upset. I think, I think Joe Costanu may be better choice over Mace Windu. I'll agree. I will sign off. We, I think we've defended it well. Mace Windu, maybe you're still alive, but who's to say? <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> we don't really say? know what you've done recently. <laughs> Joe Costanu Cost is definitely not alive. But hey, yeah, she survived the purge for a little bit, right? For a bit, yeah. yeah. Can't, can't say that about Windu. <laughs> no, you can't. Um, yeah, he didn't even, He, you know, he wasn't even around for the purge. Not even a second of it. Yeah. So, um, he was the he first was victim, basically. <laughs> Yeah, he was the first. <laughs> All right, so uh, the end of round one, uh, this is the number six seed, Qui-Gon Jinn, versus the number 11 seed, Kanan Jarrus. And I think this is an interesting bout as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Qui-Gon Jinn was the first Jedi to sort of understand how to live in, like, the astral plane after death, right? Mm-hmm. Um but Kanan Jarrus is like a very powerful force user um, and is sort of responsible in a way for keeping those ideals of the Jedi alive. Um, so uh, like like Mace Windu and Joe Costanu, I think that this has like sort of similar dynamics, except Qui-Gon Jinn wasn't like, didn't, wasn't really that evil. <laughs> Whereas Mace Windu sort of had that streak going in him. Mm-hmm. Um but I think this is a this is a really good matchup too, Christian. What do you think? I agree. Uh, I I like both these characters. I'm more familiar, I think, with Qui Gon, mainly because yeah. we, you know, I loved him in Phantom Menace, and I read an entire book about him. I still have to finish Rebels, but um, yeah. Qui Gon, I think you also have to look at what he brought on, right? Because mm-hmm. he's the one that was like, no, we have to train Anakin. Like we have to. Yep. and look where that got us <laughs> like yeah um i i think that's worth considering if we're looking at actions what you've done for the order um but at the same time like you're saying this massive development in the force right creating a force ghost mm-hmm. i think that's worth considering yoda didn't couldn't even do that right like yeah yoda learned how to do it but qui-gon through his vigor was able to figure this out you know and his knowledge of the force uh and yeah he held his own against maul for a, a while right for sure oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, and you know it seemed like he just got tired at the end there you know <laughs> yeah kind of caught off guard right maul was fighting dirty um yeah also am i wrong or at one point did they not say that count dooku was the most skilled saber duelist ever 
in the order I think recently. I, I think I did say that. I know that like his his like ultimate ability in <laughs> Battlefront is right. like is like his his dueling ability. Yeah. Um, so like you'd assume that the apprentice of the yeah. best duelists would also do very well with a saber, <laughs> right? And in those flashbacks in Master and Apprentice, we see him like sort of on the front lines of many battles mm -hmm. ne right next to Dooku. So I, I think yeah. on a physical level and on a what you've done for us lately level, I think Qui-Gon, he's got it, right? Despite the fact that he brought Anakin into the order and we saw how that turned out. But Yeah, that was sort of like a, that was sort of like a hazard of his uh, commitment to sort of expanding the force, right? He was super interested in um, like prophecies and all that kind of stuff as we saw in Master and Apprentice and he was sort of obsessed with that. And in a way, it, it made some pretty good strides in terms of, you know, uh, learning about the force like we talked about he learned how to live after death through his intense study of all this stuff but that also gave us anakin skywalker mm -hmm. uh, and darth vader as a result so it's it's very nuanced very hard but qui-gon i think you know over joke uh Qui yeah qui-gon over over kane and jarris i think this is an easy one qui-gon for sure i agree all right so let's move on to round two at the top, we have the number 16 seed, Avar Chris, against the number 8 seed, Rey. Um, notice I'm not calling her Rey Skywalker, but... Uh, <laughs> so, what do you think about this one, Christian? Again, tricky. I think while we've only seen one outing with Avar, she did accomplish something great. Uh, mm -hmm. But on the same side ray we had three movies to watch her grow and she was able to destroy the sith and presumably mm -hmm. bring back the jedi avar was you know allowing this order of uh high mightiness to persist right she wasn't doing anything against that um no i again i think the way that avar was able to go after yoda in round one i think if we look at it pound for pound it might be ray but i do think that you can't undersell how important it was that avar was able to you know, <laughs> save a star system and clearly just because we don't have the content yet we don't know what else she did but like she probably did a bunch of other stuff i know it's not fair to judge up based on right yeah but i don't know where are you thinking right now where's your head at i mean i think you're right like we avar chris like did do some like pretty cool stuff in terms of she saved hetzal and everything but mm -hmm. we, i just think we have more time with ray yeah. and i think we've seen, we've seen her you know do more things with the force honestly yeah. um and you know defeating the emperor as much as like we don't really necessarily like how that movie came to that point like that that is a very like that that's a pretty big thing like, only, <laughs> only one other person has done that before you know like yeah yeah like that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal i think mm -hmm. um <clears throat> so i mean i think personally when it comes between the two of them i think ray is just the choice for me mm -hmm. i see what you i see what you mean with about with avar chris i think light of the jedi made a compelling argument for her being a very powerful jedi but I think we just have more time with Ray. That's mm. not to say that as we start to sort of dive more into the High Republic that we're going to we're going to learn more about Avar Chris. And I wouldn't be surprised that you know over time she 
does become a more powerful figure in the Jedi Order than Rhett. Um, but I think for now, personally, where I what I would do is I would move Ray up. Um, but I'm 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 willing to hear the other side of the argument. No, I I also like firmly believe it's Ray. I wanted to like lead with the, you know, like Avar's great, <laughs> but like because yeah. I I think. It, like yes avar I, I believe there's a potential where she becomes this like fan favorite you know again mvp book in and book out but i think it is like i think it's right it's it's very clearly right i think here like everything she did she did a lot in all the movies she really did like yeah. you know she was able to um basically show up against kylo ren she was able to play a part in the destruction of the supreme leader snoke um yep. re- rebuild like save the entire remnants of the resistance and help rebuild that and then you know destroy the emperor and the sith religion <laughs> and, <laughs> then, and then presumably go on to rebuild the jedi order right and i know it's presumptions right. but that's still a lot you know and i think that's probably that's that is more than enough to give her the win this round yeah i think i think ray is definitely the uh the winner of this this matchup for sure mm-hmm. uh so moving on uh we have the number four seed obi-wan kenobi against the number five seed ahsoka tano mm-hmm. um so what do you think about this one i mean i i don't know i think this is this is obviously to me i think i think i know exactly how this one should match up i know i, I personally I, I would know who i would choose but christian what do you think this is painful to me <laughs> yeah i know i know so hear me out mm-hmm. i think similarly to the way we talked about mace windu being clearly like you know skilled and strong in the force and in dueling capabilities and morals of the jedi at play obi-wan i think is the perfect jedi right i've said that before i think he's the perfect template of the the best of the jedi order it's obi-wan yeah at the same time ahsoka had the foresight to see the issues with the order and realize that it couldn't be fixed and walked away mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. that might be what gets me to vote ahsoka on this one even though i, I then, love obi-wan i know that's a very compelling argument christian like yeah. she was definitely like you could argue like a, a wiser jedi than even yoda mm-hmm. um she saw she saw the flaws of the jedi she was very aware she was like hyper aware of this mm-hmm. and she even says in the clone wars like all my life like i was trained to like be a soldier like what's up with that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like no one else was thinking that obi-wan kenobi was just like you know completely embracing the fact that he was a general now that he was like part of the military essentially mm-hmm. and yep i was gonna say and just to further that the way he talked to satine about it because like obviously we see ahsoka fall in line with the mandalorians pretty frequently and mm-hmm. while she does you know she doesn't turn away from violence like satine and a lot of the the thought process of that was like the jedi are not what they say they are and I think if you strip down the order to like what the Jedi stand for, in a lot of ways, even though I think Obi-Wan is like the template, I think Ahsoka stands for a lot of those ideals morally more than the entire council. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would agree. Totally. Um, this is definitely a tough one, but honestly, Christian, 
you've made a very compelling argument to choose Ahsoka over Obi-Wan. So I think that's what we should do. I agree. And it hurts me. It hurts. I love Kenobi, but, uh, you know, he, he, he took his number at one point. He died. He he had a sacrifice, but he still died. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He did. Yeah. Um, well, interesting. That's, that's a very interesting choice. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Um, Moving on, the number two seed, Anakin Skywalker, versus the number 17, seven seed, his son, Luke Skywalker. Oh, my. Oh, my. This is a quite quite the matchup, I think. Um, do you have a gut choice yet? Because I would like yep. to start there, maybe. Yeah. I would say my gut choice is Luke. I agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. Anakin Skywalker, I think, like, is like we know that he's like the the most powerful force user right like mm-hmm. this is just something we know right and this is something the movies have sort of told us um again and again and again but if, when we're talking about like when we're doing this ranking when we're thinking about like ideals and you know uh, and everything like that i feel like luke skywalker sort of embodies the jedi more um in in, in, a, in a different way mm-hmm. and also the fact that he is just so dang powerful with the force that he you know is able to sort of just like transcend his own humanity and like be become like a legend in this universe i mm-hmm. think that's just that's really that's a really big thing too um anakin skywalker for for most of his existence um you know was just a bad guy um for me i view both of them on an equivalence for power level right like obviously luke I, failed yeah. a, to vader a couple times but it's because he lacked training um so i i think they're kind of one-to-one power level wise you know you're right actually you're right they're, they're more they're more equal for sure so i think for me what it comes down to is the way they deal with their failures <laughs> um <laughs> i think anakin you know uh, his failure resulted in genocide, uh, yeah. fascism, and a laundry list of other terrible things. Luke, while I don't think he's perfect, also, like, owned up to it. Like, he didn't harm anyone directly by his failures, right? Like, people, Only himself, really. Right, people died because of him, and he, he, he walked away and could have been helping people and wasn't. So there's that. But he also owned up to it, right? And he realized his mistake he did his best to fix his mistake sacrificed his life to do that and then again was able to rekindle hope in the galaxy the way that luke skywalker should the name of luke skywalker should right so like mm-hmm. on that alone i think i would give it to luke just because he he's not as like yes he can lash out but he's he i think he's a little wiser than anakin yeah you think he's more principled a little bit like yeah in the mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think for sure, um, Luke Skywalker, at, while he's definitely not, you know, a perfect character, he certainly has his flaws, mm-hmm. um, which I think just makes him a stronger character, honestly. And yeah. you're right, the way that the way that he, the way that he sort of overcomes that and you know takes ownership over his failures is something that Anakin Skywalker never did. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, only did at the very last moment of his yeah. life. So, <laughs> like. Um, yeah, definitely would have to say Luke Skywalker takes it on this one for mm-hmm. sure. Um, interesting. So moving on, we have the uh, number 14 seed, Joe Costa New, versus the number four seed, Qui-Gon Jinn. 
So uh, this is a very interesting matchup as well. Uh, what do you think about this one? I think it's interesting because they both play a very important role to mm. this uh, to this order, right? It's more pronounced, I think, slightly in the films with Qui-Gon. Um, but again, he's around for one movie. Jocasta's in the background a lot in the movies in The Clone Wars. Uh, Qui-Gon is referenced in The Clone Wars a little bit. And then in Expanded Material, we have... I think what comes down to the deciding factor, right? Mm. So I think it depends on what you value more in this discussion. Is it the archiving of Jedi knowledge that was passed down eventually to Luke to and then to Rey to allow the Order to be rebuilt? Or is it the development, I guess, scientifically made by Qui-Gon on how to become a Force ghost, right? Like, I think that's what you have yeah. to look at because they, they both died at the hands of Sith, right? So it's like, they. Mm -hmm. I think battle-wise, yeah, Qui-Gon has the edge for, you know, probably like the number of battles he won, but that's because Jocasta wasn't really fighting much. Right, right. So what do you think? I, I don't know, man. Like, I think you made a really interesting point that like, you made a point earlier that without Qui-Gon Jinn, like, we would have never had, um, like, Anakin Skywalker, right? Yeah. But that means that we also would never have had, uh, you know, the mass genocide and the fascism that you also mentioned earlier, right? So, in a way, is kind of responsible for that. Um, and Joe Costa knew, you know, she, she while, is also, while she's also, you know, sort of responsible in her own way for the fall of the Jedi Order in terms of, like, her hubris and just like her devotion to the dogma she was very influential and very you know instrumental in sort of like keeping that history alive like you said so i don't know what i value more in this one i feel like they're they're both on like very similar planes and mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting to talk about them in this way i've never sort of like thought of these two characters head to head but they both sort of have similar motives in a way um and it's just which one which one was more influential which one was more you know, I guess if we're talking about power in terms of the force, I feel like they might be equal. Maybe Qui-Gon's a bit, you know, takes the cake a bit more, but you're right. They both died by Sith. Like, yeah. like it's just, yeah, I don't know. This is what my gut's telling me right now. Like Qui-Gon, um, look at it this way. Like Qui-Gon went against the order pretty frequently. Right, and that was the reason he wasn't yeah. on the council because he wanted that agency. I mm -hmm. think the willingness to go against the principles, uh, or not even the principles of the Jedi, but just the order itself, the council. That's true. I think, despite bringing on genocide of the order, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a pretty big thing, it is. Um, I think the Jedi were destined to falter at some point right yeah it's not completely his fault yeah so like i think also look at it one of my favorite things about last jedi sometimes uh, you know like burn the old one down forget kill mm -hmm. the past whatever he resulted in that which allowed you know again not a good thing to happen but at the end of it all we get ray to rebuild the jedi order presumably for some prosperity in time maybe you know yeah. like the emperor is dead dead so are the sith at the end of that movie so like we reached a point right <laughs> you know right right um 
and Jocasta, what like you said, was very dogmatic and was sticking to that. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that yeah. might be what picks it for me. Like even though he brought on Anakin and Vader, like he was able to spit in the face of the council at times. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a very important point. And thank you for bringing that up, Christian. Um, yeah, he he definitely was able to sort of do that in a way that wasn't like, like Jedi didn't really spit in the face of the council that much, and so he did it in a way that was um, sort of groundbreaking and. Uh, though he did sort of bring on Anakin Skywalker, it is it is an important point to say that like the Jedi were already on a crash course anyway. Um, he just sort of he just sort of pushed it along unknowingly. So he, to say it was really his fault is sort of not true. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was no way he could have known. Um, so yeah, I guess we should say Qui Gon wins that one. Moving on to the semifinals, we have the number eight seed Ray against the number five seed Ahsoka Tano. This is interesting. This is really an interesting one. I did not think that we would come into this. I didn't think we'd come into this. Mike, the, on unrelated to everything we've been talking about, I hate <sighs> when some people are like, "I don't hate women in Star Wars. I just don't like Rey, and I love it." So, like, I hate that so much. So this that's yeah. just it makes you go like eh, for a second. But like, <laughs> yeah, obviously we're not touching on that, right? But like. No. I don't know, because I think the way we've been making these choices, what you've done, I think, again, Ray might have an edge. Yep. I I think, but I think, like, I, like in a way, I don't know how deserved that is, right? I just feel like Ahsoka Tano just, like, she embodies, like, the traditional Jedi ideals, like, more than really any Jedi ever had um, on screen, I feel. And that's yeah. that's I feel like that's really important too. Mm-hmm. Ray sort of just like rewrites what a Je- like what is a Jedi essentially because she she's like the only one. Um, yes. Because uh, I, I, I think in terms, yeah. I was gonna say on that level, I think it's similar because like Ahsoka, she doesn't identify as a Jedi after she leaves, right? But I think to the fandom. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's the most pure Jedi there is. You know, the white sabers, of course, that, like, symbolically, yeah. Um, yeah. Very pure what a Jedi should be. And she does that on her own accord and then just spends another however many years helping people <laughs> doing stuff, right? Um, right. Ray for the trilogy, is, like, struggling to reach the i guess quota of what those texts say a jedi should be because that's what luke thought they should be and then failed you know luke failed because he was replicating what the the order originally was right so ray also did some rewriting like you said similar to ahsoka we just haven't seen like what has come of that yet Uh, we like we saw her journey to that point but we haven't seen anything after the fact exactly yeah but like it's just she killed the emperor <laughs> i know it's like really hard to put like i i've gone on record many times on this podcast it's no secret that i don't really like the, the rise of skywalker um um and i don't really like the ending and i don't really like how the emperor comes back and i just like don't really like the fact that like yeah ray killed the emperor you know what i mean like it's just a, an objective fact when it comes to the star wars universe um christian this is tough yeah because 
uh, it's hard because I think power level wise, yes, it's Ray. Yeah. And that, but I think for a lot of these matchups, we've been doing power level as well as Jedi ness of them, mm. right? So like, it's it's hard because I think Ray is clearly out of all of these people that are left. I think clearly Ray has done the things that are the most impressive physically. But right. ah- Ahsoka, I think, is the one that lives up to capital J Jedi the most in the best ways without any of the issues. So I exactly. don't know which one's more important to me here. <laughs> I think, you know, I don't know. I I think they're both really great choices, to be honest with you. And I think, in my opinion, my gut is telling me Ahsoka over Rey, just because of the fact that you're, like what you said she she i she embodies like she's like the purest jedi and and they make a point to sort of show that to the viewer and everything and ray while she's super powerful sort of has to like create her own she has to be her own trailblazer right mm-hmm. um and ahsoka i feel like she embodies what was good about you know the failings of the jedi and everything like that so I don't know. I just and I think I think personal honestly, just like coming down to a personal level, I think I just like Ahsoka's character more. Um, so for me, I would say Ahsoka. What do you think? I'm having a very hard time choosing this, um, but yeah. if you are dead set on Ahsoka, I won't fight you on that because the thing is, I I think that's a fine choice. I think that's a good choice, but I think both of them yeah. are winners here because the thing is, they're on each respective thing we're judging on it's one is the perfect one at one thing one's perfect at the other thing so it's like which one is more important i think they're both important yeah um, they definitely are both important I, I, like i don't hate i hate to be that guy but like i just i just think i just personally like ahsoka's character more and that might be why i'm saying that i like that like just being fully transparent yeah because I, I do think there's like a slight bias there like i'm th- there with you because we've just had more time with ahsoka right like we've known her since 2007 8 when that clone wars movie came out you know yeah yeah um, yeah i i i feel like i do want to see what ray does next like i want to see what she does to rebuild this order in a way she thinks is better um but we don't have that yet the same way with like avar we don't have like the rest of her legacy yet ahsoka we still you know we still don't know where she ends up but we've seen more of her lifespan and i i do think if you compare ahsoka like the way she's meant to be like a foil to anakin of like hey yeah they kind of think the same things like they realize the issues and the hypocrisy of the jedi but like again if you look at the way luke did it versus anakin i think the way ahsoka did it versus anakin is much more productive and yeah she was able to i think be that force that held the jedi ideals up when the empire was reigning so i i think ahsoka might also yeah i think Ahsoka. yeah i it's really tough yeah but i think yeah ahsoka definitely in this ranking at least will win over ray um Okay, so moving on, we have the number seven seed Luke Skywalker against the number six seed Qui Gon Jinn. So, what do you what do you think about this one? I mean, I I honestly I have a pretty strong opinion about this. It's um, yeah, it's Luke. It's Luke. Like I, I we love Qui Gon, we really do. But um, there's no 
there is no yeah you gotta just pick luke when it comes to match up here like, yeah like it's, it's no question you know i i think if you re if you need to justify it qui-gon brought on genocide luke brought on a, a, a... <laughs> well how long was the umpire hunting and existing was it 30 years before new hope or was it 20 it was 20 yeah so yeah wait okay hold on qui-gon brought on like 30 years of 25 let's say 25 years of the empire uh luke brought on 30 years of the first order being around there true so there's that but like obviously yeah. well also <laughs> the first well, order destroyed a star system i forgot about that <laughs> like... the the yeah um well i mean the first order but that's the thing though the first order really didn't gain like sure yeah. luke's got like the, the like the first order wasn't really a threat until the force awakens you know right they uh, were looming but yeah they were a looming threat but they really didn't strike until mm -hmm. they they blew up uh what was what was the name of that so that star system i forget but um yeah so i don't know i i think i think luke's i, I don't know man i just know it's, it's, it's luke it's luke yeah, I, it's, it's luke like i just on. i was bringing up my justification for why it should be luke and then i realized it was like okay they both fall on kind of similar things <laughs> but yeah 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 luke was able no, to sure. you know walk it off and uh help everybody qui-gon uh died <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh all right so that's an easy that's an easy one right there <laughs> um so I guess that that brings us to our final matchups, right? We have we have the bronze match, and we also have the match for first here. Um, and I think we should just do the bronze match first. Agreed. Who 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 gets third? So we have Ray versus Qui Gon Jinn. Um, it's interesting, interesting stuff. I again, I think this is an easy choice. I think it's Ray. Personally, yeah, I think it's Ray too. Um, uh, we love Qui-Gon Jinn, we really do. Um but we just gotta we just gotta have Ray be the winner of this one for sure. Fourth place, nothing to sneeze at, you know? No, fourth place is definitely not anything to sneeze at. So congrats, Ray. First winner. Congratulations, Ray. Yes. <laughs> uh so that leaves uh the number one for, for the number one spot here. The number five seed is Sokatano versus the number seven seed, Luke Skywalker. So what do we got? Um, this is a tough one right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, uh, obviously both uh, products of Anakin to a certain yeah. degree. Um, Literally. Yeah. And I think, again, Mike, the way that when we decided Anakin versus Luke, we have to look at how they dealt with their failures. I think I'm going to bring it up here too. I think if you have to look at ahsoka's i guess like failures like her big moment of change versus luke's you know failure um luke went into hiding for 30 years ahsoka didn't really give up like she kept helping people you know across the galaxy for that entire time period presumably she still is um yeah she was out there doing stuff when luke was drinking milk and uh meditating for sure. And, you know, I think it's really interesting because she left the Jedi Order, right? Mm -hmm. And after she was blamed for the bombing of the Jedi Temple, and she still she still is strong enough to realize that it isn't really all about her, and she ends up helping the Jedi once again, mm -hmm. right? She, she ends up sort of, like, 
you know, sort of, I don't want to say rejoining the Jedi Order because she definitely doesn't do that, but she sort of like joins their ranks and realizes that, you know, the conflict that's going on is much bigger than her, right? Mm-hmm. So she, 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 she's selfless in that way. And I think that that's like really, really um, like a very interesting quality to have um, and something that I'm not sure Luke Skywalker can say he, he has, you know, mm-hmm. like he, he left for 30 years. It's a pretty selfish thing to do. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, he did, you know, reignite hope in the galaxy but i think that's comparable to how anakin you know like the hail mary move is like okay last thing i can try (laughs) um and also like it even if luke was starting to build a temple despite what happened to it um presumably ahsoka was the one that gave him his first student in getting grogu on his way to finding Mm. luke right like yeah i i i think ahsoka is more pure she's more behind the scenes in a lot of this time period but i i think that's what you're saying of like her being selfless she doesn't ask for recognition luke's entire like the period on the story of luke skywalker is what's up i got my laser sword you know like he's he's doing it mentally but like he's still like you know um sustaining that image of the jedi being these warriors so i i think there's a level there too that but like I personally, I'm leading Ahsoka. I don't know how you feel about it, though. I love. I know you love Luke. I I really love Luke. I really do. But I think that when we're ranking them the way that we've been ranking them, I just think it makes more sense to put Ahsoka as the number one Jedi. I think she's just, she's like the best case study for like you know a selfless like, like she's what the Jedi should be. Mm-hmm. And and I and I think that is like what Dave Filoni has tried to like sort of put through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he sort of tried to make that part of, you know, Ahsoka in, in, in the shows, like Clone Wars and Rebels. And Luke Skywalker is definitely a flawed person and a flawed Jedi. And to me, Ahsoka takes it. So, Yeah, I, I agree. And also, it's I told you this before, again, headcanon, so not relevant. But I, I do, I could see a world where over the course of all these shows we're getting that like luke and ahsoka meet and she's like hey i'll tell you about what your dad was like i'll tell you all the re- the issues this order had and then in the reason in eight he's like oh i know all these things about sidious i know these things about how they fell the hubris it's because of her i could see that being yeah. a very real possibility uh she was the eyewitness there unless grogu can tell him what happened but like i don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> no so. i don't think so um well that was that was quite the uh, that's quite the matchup. So I think we finished we finished our bracket for top Jedi's, or Je- sorry, top Jedi mm-hmm. rather. Um, and we have number one taking the gold, Ahsoka Tano, and uh, that's snaps snaps, snaps. to Ahsoka. <laughs> number two, we have the OG Jedi, uh, Luke Skywalker, of course. Uh, snaps. Number three. Taking the bronze, we have Ray, um, which is deserved, I think. Yeah, um, for new, sure. world, new world order. Yes, new <laughs> new world order. Go, Where's go, Ray. Yes. Yeah, and uh, honorable mention number four, Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah. Just... yeah. <laughs> All right, so so there we go. Um, that's our Joy Clicks Jedi uh, Jedi Knights um, uh, Jedi power rankings. Hell yeah! Official. Nice official yeah <laughs> so yeah do you have anything to say that you want to say about that christian or uh it was fun again i like doing the brackets uh 
and I again deserving. I think I think we made the right choices. I look at those top three. I think that is that is correct, right? Like mm-hmm. for all the reasons we've given, Ahsoka, Luke, and Ray, I think are the Jedi. As much as I love Obi Wan, and I, as much as I say he's like the guy, he's the Jedi. Like he still failed. You know, he still was part of that system that failed. Um, yep, he is. The three of these characters were able to touch base in some degree with what the Jedi should be and allow them to live on after all these failures. Um, right. So seeing them be the top three and then <laughs> the shout out to the one that started it all of being like, screw the council for <laughs> being Qui-Gon Jinn. I think, I think we made the right calls. I think we definitely made the right calls. Um, I'm pretty happy with the way that this turned out. And I'm excited to do, uh, I think we have, what, three more lined up? We won't necessarily say them right now. It'll be a surprise. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. we got some We got some more cool brackets lined up for future episodes this month. Um, oh, yeah. So stay tuned. For sure. All right, Christian, why don't you take us out to see? Sounds good. Uh, this show is available on YouTube.com slash JoyClicks if you want the video version, as well as all of our other podcasts on their different playlists, like uh, My First Mon, our Pokemon show excelsior yep all the others um but if you want the audio version of this podcast specifically you can go to your podcast service of choice like apple Podcasts or spotify stitcher google play whatever you use under jedi knights you can listen to the show if you enjoy the episode or the show be sure to give the show a five star rating because it helps us out if you enjoy it and just takes a quick second and if you want to get involved further patreon.com slash joyclicks there's the one and five dollar tiers five dollar tier gets you producer credit on all of our podcasts like chris sakas and aaron easton so thank you very much and um mike where can everybody find you uh you guys can find me on twitter at mike p connors and i have to say i was recently listening to excelsior and i was listening to the podcast where you and jack talked about uh the ending to wandavision it was a great episode um very insightful so thank you go listen to that thank you mike um and you can follow me on twitter twitch and tiktok three t's at chun 2 d2 <laughs> c-h-u-n number two d number two and uh yeah we'll be back next week with another bracket in march madness star wars edition it's been a blast doing these um i'll post oh, the, yeah. the template on the jedi knights twitter jedi knights jc if you want to fill it out uh, you can see the the matchups that we had to go through but uh yeah that's gonna do it yeah so. thank you make your own and everything so why not (laughs) yeah uh so until next week we're fine everything's fine how are you may the force be with you oh yes 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 you're right beep is up